0: what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of the resilient body podcast i'm your host dr Arnika, the not so typical chiropractor and today we're talking about what you can do if your knees feel unstable this episode is inspired by patients who I've been dealing with who've been having some type of knee pain or just knee discomfort. And that can range from those who have had knee surgeries, variety of knee surgeries from years ago that it bothers us from time to time and just has never felt stable since. to so those who their knee has been bothering them in daily activities like walking up and down their stairs when they're trying to do lunges or picks up off the floor, squatting, Or even if they've been sitting for long periods of time and they go to stand up, their knees are bothering them, maybe they're clicking and popping. So today we're going to talk about, one, the muscles and joints that affect the knee because it's not just the knee. Um, And also we're going to talk about the movements to pay attention to with your knees and of course some movements that you can do to help, okay? Nine times out of 10 when someone is coming to me with knee pain, unless they have direct trauma to that knee we are going to be checking and addressing some things that are above and below because those things just seem to land in the knee. So let's get started. Something I want to to just have a general understanding around is that each joint has its main goal that it should be doing. And that can either be mobility or stability. When it comes to our knee, the knee is meant to be stable and the ankle is meant to be mobile and the hip is meant to be mobile. So the things that are above and below are meant to move more and the knee is supposed to be stable in between. What tends to happen is a lot is that we either limit our mobility in our ankle, which we'll talk about a little bit by not doing as many knees over toe things. We also limit the mobility in our hips because we're feeling more and more tight hips with maybe the more sitting that you're doing. Um, and because of that, That seems to drop in our knee. Our knee feels like it has to be more mobile in order to move in certain positions and move to certain movement patterns like you need. So because of the things happening around it, the knee kind of picks up the slack and that can definitely cause some some pain, some discomfort, and just some degeneration over time. Now, something that um, has really led me down to working with a couple of knees in these last couple of weeks is people have been coming with some low back pain. And yes, they're feeling that that tension, maybe some pain in their low back. But when we really kind of pull back the layers and get to the root cause, some of those issues were coming because they didn't have ankle mobility or knee stability. So if you're someone who's been walking around or um, running or jumping around, depending on what your workout regimen is like with knee pain and After so many times or after so many workouts or over a period of time, you're starting to notice hip pain or discomfort. Maybe you're starting to notice low back pain. That is something that lets us know that this has been an issue for X amount of time. And because of that, it's now caused other parts of your body to compensate. And now we're starting to have issues in parts of our body that we have not experienced before. So if you're someone who you're like, man, I've never had this low back pain before, but you notice if you have chronic knee pain, then that's something that you should definitely address because now the issue is starting to move to other parts of our body. Because as you know, if you've been following for a while, everything is connected and we have to treat it as such. There are so many things to take into consideration when it comes to RD. As you mentioned before, the ankle, the hip, things like that. Today, we're going to focus on the joints that are directly above, so the hip joint and the the ankle joint that's directly below. Then we're also going to focus on the muscles in between that hip and knee and the muscles that are in between our knee and ankle, all right? So let's get started. We're going to keep it super general, okay? So we're going to just kind of address everything in muscle groups. The first group of muscle we're talking about are our quad muscles. Those are the muscles that sit on the front of our thigh, and they help extend our knees. Think about when we go to straighten our knee. Next, we have our TFL and our IT band, which you hear a lot about, which some of you have been foam rolling. And that's something that I know it hurts like hell. And it's honestly because as thick of a band as our IT band is, you're not really getting as much um, movement as you want. So the best way to help with IT band tightness which is totally a side note, is to help strengthen the glutes and things around it. So if you're someone who's been rolling at the IT band, which feels like for years with no changes, switch it up. Stop kind of rolling on something that's causing you so much freaking pain and start strengthening and doing some things around it. But that TFL and that IT band, it helps with extending the hip. It helps with abducting, so bringing that hip away from the body and also helps when it comes to rotation of the hips. One of my favorite movements is the 90-90 hip movement, which you sit in. And that lets us know that we have to have rotation of our hips, whether that's externally and also internally. And internally is something that we don't have a lot of. So we'll be addressing that a little bit more as we talk about why our tight hips could be actually causing us some knee pain and discomfort. Next, the muscles that are on the back of our thigh are our hamstring muscles. They help us flex the knee. So think about bending the knee. The muscles that are on the inside of our thigh, which most people refer to as the groin area are what's known as our adductors, our adductors, they help kind of pull things together. So they help bring our leg towards the inside or the midline of our body, and they really help and take a part of helping to stabilize the hip. Stability and control of the hip is super important when we're doing everyday things like walking. We do so many things and I just something that I've just started diving a little bit more into because I was dealing with it in my own training program for so many years depending doesn't matter how many sports I've played and how long I've played those sports. We did so many bilateral movements, a lot of squatting, you know, with both of our feet on the ground, a lot of deadlifting with both of our feet on the ground. We didn't do any single leg work. And something that's super important is that you have to learn how to stabilize yourself your body on one hip because the majority of the time we are spending on one leg at a time when we're walking, when we're running, when we're jumping. So we have to make sure that we can stabilize that on one hip. And the best way to do that is by using the muscles that surround the hip. So the adductors play a role in that. And also um, the TFL, IT band play a role in that as we mentioned before. Next, I want to talk a little bit about tibial rotation. So we addressed and talked about the muscles that sit at the upper part of the leg. Those muscles are covering the big thigh bone, which is our femur bone. Our femur bone sits on top of two bones at the bottom. Our tibia, which is this big bone that sits more medial on the inside of our thigh, so think closer to our big toe. And our fibula, which sits more on the outside of our thigh. Now, most people think so much about our knee being able to flex and extend, so bend and go straight But we also need some type of rotation. That's what helps us when we're switching directions. Think about cutting in different sports and things like that. When it comes to knee rotation, we need to focus on our tibia being able to rotate. And there are certain muscles within these muscle groups that we talked about, within those adductors, within those hamstring muscles, that help us when it comes to rotating our tibia. One of the movements I'm going to provide for you later is going to help you with tibial rotation, which is definitely one of the movements that I provide to any patient that comes to me that is having some type of knee pain. I got to know how well you can move your tibia. You may notice that... When it comes to tibial rotation, is something that you may have never heard of before and never been exposed to before, that you may be experiencing some tibial rotation if you're someone who has an externally rotated or your foot is kind of always rotated outward when you're doing certain movements, whether that's a squat, whether that's a lunge, anything like that. Maybe that's just why you're walking. Then you notice that we may have more external or outward lateral rotation of that tibia than we do internal. And that's something we have to work on. We have to be able to move in both directions. Now, since we're now working at the bottom part of our leg, we talked about our tibia, which is on the inside and how that helps us rotate our shins are also on the front. Think about when you're having, uh, if you've experienced any type of shin splints before. Most of the time that it's happened because you ramped up and you're running, you ramped up in some type of training. Maybe you're doing more walking, fast walking. Maybe you're doing more jumping. I see more shin splints and a lot of people that increase their running, or maybe they've gone from nothing, uh, haven't been running for a while, to so now going to run a lot more. And I've also seen that a lot more when people are kind of jumping back into you know different workout classes, and there are more jumping activities involved in that, and they start experiencing some type of shin splints or maybe any even acute problems. Our shin splints are in the front of our leg and they are made up of our flexor muscles and they help bring our toes towards our shin. So think about flexing our toes up towards us. We make that motion every time we walk, every time we jump, we run, and we also make that motion when it comes to climbing stairs. Some people don't think about that, but yes, we are having to use our quads and use our, and use our glutes and things to help um, keep our hips stabilized. But also, if our toes cannot come up towards our shin, that means we can't clear that stair and be able to step up onto that next thing. And that's how it leads to more things like the stripping or falling. So we'll talk about some things that you can do later on that can help kind of start to activate or strengthen those flexor muscles, those shin muscles in the front. And then behind that, of course, we have our calves. Our calves are super useful when it helps to pointing our toe and also when it helps to bending our knee. Our calves do a lot more work when it comes to the running and the jumping, especially if we do that a lot more without addressing them. And especially, shout out to all my women who are wearing heels, our calves are working overtime. Our foot, our ankle is is sitting more in that plantar flex, that pointed position, which means our calves are contracted, that entire time, which is why we have a lot of pain in the back of our calves. Our calves are constantly feeling tight. Maybe that causes some issues into our knee. Think about, I like to describe it as like a tug of war match. If our calves are tighter than our shin muscles that are on the front, then we're going to be constantly being in that toe-pointed or foot-ankle-pointed position, which means that we're walking more on the balls of our feet. Maybe that means that we don't have as much uh, mobility in our toes as we need to, and we're actually not getting that full heel strike pattern when it comes to walking and running. So you got to make sure that we are balancing out and having kind of equal activation when it comes to certain muscles on the front end and on the back end. Speaking of um, muscular imbalances, we've run into that also a lot when it comes to people who are experiencing knee pain, preferably on the inside of their knee. The inside thigh muscles, which are our adductor muscles, are kind of winning that tug of war and pulling more than the outside muscles that are on the outside of our knee. Think of our um, IT band, um, uh, TFL, um, our glute med, those muscles on the outside, things like that. So if the inside of our thigh muscles are pulling tighter or contracting more, then our knees tends to cave in and buckle more. And if we continue doing that while we're walking, while we're running, while we're stepping on stairs, that can lead to things like falling because our knees are not supportive and not tracking as well as they should because we're not having equal um, strengthening happening or equal activation happening on each side. So it's super important that we make sure that we're training all the muscle groups surrounding our knee and our hip. Now that we talked about muscles, I want to join in and talk about the two joints. So A joint below our knee is our ankle. As we mentioned before with the joint by joint theory, our ankle is meant to be mobile. If it's not moving as well as it should, that means that we're not doing as much knee over toe things. That means that now we start to compensate and our knee starts to move more because we're not able to bring our foot up, bring our toes up as much as we can because our ankle doesn't allow us to. So I wanna provide you with the ankle mobility movement later on today that you can help with increasing mobility in your ankles. Things like knee over toes is something that helps tremendously with that. And that also helps with tendon health when it comes to our patella tendon and things like that in our knee. Our other joint, our hip joint, which is above our knee, like I mentioned before, is meant to be mobile. With the more that we're sitting, the less that we're able to hinge in our hips and we're using more of our back. Our hips are becoming more tight. And tight hips means that now our knee feels like it has to be mobile to hold us up. And that also means that we're having a hard time stabilizing our hips when they're so tight. We're giving off this idea of fake stability. So make sure that we're increasing mobility in our hips and that our knee is what is, helping us be more stable. A couple of things I want you to pay attention to when it comes to certain movements. Um, I want you to pay attention to, to your lunging. How is your knee feeling when you're lunging? How does it feel when you lunge forward? Some people that I've been having knee pain with, um, they are feeling more pain or discomfort when they're lunging forward as opposed to doing reverse lunges and lunging backwards. Does that knee cave in? Squatting. Do your Does your knee cave in when you squat? Um, How far over your um, toes do your knees go, if they do? Because if not, that means that maybe we don't have the ability to get as deep in our squat as we want. What are our hips feeling like? Do we feel like our hips get pinchy? Do we feel like we kind of are rotated outward with our foot? Those are things I want you to pay attention to when it comes to certain movements. Walking upstairs, Do you notice that you favor one leg over the other when you walk up the stairs? Do you notice that if you put one leg forward, that that's the side that you have to use with your hands to help support you on that rail? Do you notice that going up and down the stairs is this one leg that you use to initiate each movement because you just don't feel as comfortable on that other leg? And that's something that we need to address by addressing the quad muscles and also possibly the ankle because maybe you're having issues with clearing that step. And last, but certainly not least, something I see a lot of is when people are getting into you know, the workout classes, the boot club classes, I am so excited that you are wanting to move your body and keep it up. I will never tell anyone to stop moving. However, if we are going from not running as much, if you we were going from not doing as many jumping activities, and then we jump into a program that has us doing a lot of box jumping, a lot of jump roping, a lot of jump lunges, burpees, like things that involve us jumping a shit ton, then it is going to cause an issue, maybe, in our shins, causes them to have more shin splints, maybe causes us to have some pain or tenderness in our Achilles, which is on the back of that heel. It can cause us to have issues like that. And that's something I don't want to happen because then it's going to discourage you from moving and working out. And the best way to figure out and to move your body and to get better in whatever capacity you're looking for is to move your body. So I just want to make sure that if you are jumping and you're noticing that your knees are bothering and you're experiencing any shin spin or Achilles, that we slow it down. There's modifications you can do, modifications that you can do that don't involve you jumping. Jumping is about six times our body weight. So think about that that is going on your knees. There's so many things that you can do. And I want to take into consideration that when it comes to any of these movements, one some of the best advice that I can give you is to move slower. I know that we want to crank out as many reps as possible in this minute, as much as we can in this minute. But there is something to be said about moving more slow and controlled, making sure that whatever muscles are activating and firing as they should, make sure that your knee is tracking maybe over that it should. And you may notice that when you slow down, that you're getting less of that pain and discomfort because you're actually being more intentional with your moving. So So slowing down and trying to modify modify some things like jumping um, can help as well as strengthening the muscles around to help with things like walking up the stairs, squatting, and lunging. Last but not least, here are a couple movements that I want to leave you with. Of course, we're going to do some clamshell, so some standing clamshell, which is, yeah, it's important for the leg that is opening up, but it's also really important for the stability of the leg, the leg that is holding the body weight. So pay attention to that bottom leg and make sure that your knee is, it can definitely be at a slight bend, and make sure it's tracking over the, in between the uh, second toe as it should and that your hip isn't um, kind of dropping making sure your hips are staying level. Next, tibial rotations. We talked about how well that tibia should move and that is going to be a move that I'm going to provide you to show you how you can work on getting that tibial movement. I'm going to give you some ankle mobility, something that works on increasing just the uh, mobility in between that ankle joint. Okay, The more you can move your ankle, the better your knees are going to be. Hip flexor lifts. We talked about, yes, these quad muscles can be tight, but tightness can also mean weakness. So take this movement in order to activate and really start strengthening your hip flexor muscles, your quad muscles, which in fact is going to directly impact your knee. We're going to do some side laying TFL leg lifts. Um, like I mentioned before, when that IT band is hella tight, we spend so much time rolling it out. But reality is we need to strengthen and activate the muscles around it. So the TFL leg lift is going to help with that. And then last but not least, the frog stretch. Make sure that we are lengthening and opening up our hips, but also lengthening our adductor muscles. If you are someone who those adductors are winning that tug of war. As always, I hope that you found today's episode super valuable. Uh, I know we went over a little bit longer today. I really try to keep these episodes between 10 and 15 minutes it was just so much information to cover within that knee if you have any questions if you're someone who was dealing with some knee issues be sure to hit me up in the dms email me reach out we can hop on a console call to talk about it more um i can have some i have some videos on my page that i can kind of direct you to with some things that you want to help just i'm here to help you with any capacity i can okay um as always my goal is to help you move better feel better and be resilient i'll holler at y'all on the next episode